I, I want us to, to look at um, something which I felt I should share for us as a church today. Um, so I want us to look at the book of um, Hebrews chapter th- um, 2, verses 1 to 3. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. And I'll read. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard or we may drift away from it. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak? In these verses of scripture, it um, starts to, if you look at chapter 1, it's, it's talking, it's distinguishing Jesus from angels. And then it includes um, additional points from the Old Testament quotes. Um, but really, in this, these two verses of scripture, it's highlighting the point that if we slip away from the truth, we'll go off. In, in, in essence, in what these two verses of Scripture were saying. And it's drifting away from what we know to be true, what we know to be right. And it's talking about we don't want to be drifting away from our salvation. When we give our hearts to Christ, we receive the gift of salvation. We receive that which God has given to us to set us free from the powers of darkness, from the powers of, of the, the satanic powers that's been holding us captive for such a long time. And as we receive Christ Jesus, he begins that change in us. He, begin, he transforms us. I'm sure many of you can remember When you gave your heart to Christ, that first day, you knew something happened to you. There was a complete shift. It was not the same. The way how you was before was not how you are now. You received the gift of salvation. You received the truth as it was written there in Hebrews. You received the truth of God's word. And then, as we, we go along this journey, see, because remember, when we receive this gift of salvation, what's very, very important to note that in the book of Genesis, when God actually spent time with Adam and Eve, he came in the cool of the day to have fellowship with them. And that time was very precious. That was a very precious and sacred moment. And the, 
uh, let me just mention, I've not even mentioned the title of my message. <laughs> I'm going in. But the title of what I'm saying here is, of my message is, Guarding What is Precious, Our Walk with the Lord. Guarding What is Precious, Our Walk with the Lord. You see, because our walk with the Lord is the most precious thing upon the face of this planet. There is nothing that's more precious than our walk with the Lord. And so with that, we have to do every single thing that we can to guard it. And just what I was saying, Adam and Eve had an opportunity to go in the, in the cool of the day to fellowship with God the Father. And with these scriptures that I highlighted, it's important that you hold on to the truth so that you don't drift away. That gift of salvation where God has set you free from the satanic powers. God wants to help guide us and lead us, but we have to hold on to the truth. The days that we're in now, it's very challenging, challenging to hold on to the truth. At times, there are things that will come to challenge your faith, to see if you are who you really are. But today, by God's grace, we're going to look at some things that will help us. But when I want to just go back to us giving our hearts to the Lord, you know, because this is, is such a sacred moment. It's such a significant moment. I'm just thinking about when I, when I gave my heart to the Lord, man, it was phenomenal. This is why we have to have encounters, you know. We need to have encounters because this is the problem. If we don't have encounters, we will be just like the children of Israel going round and round and round. And then you end up having religion. And this is exactly what's happened with the Pharisee, what happened with the Pharisees, because they had a form of godliness, but then denied the power thereof. And this is what we have to avoid. We are all prone, every single one of us, we are prone to walking in religion. It's easy. You can have a form of, you can come, yeah, I've done, yeah, I've come to church. I've ticked the box, yeah, I paid my time, yeah, I paid my time, yeah, I've prayed this morning, yeah, woke up 5 8, hey. But this is not, God is, see, man looks on the outward, but God looks on the heart. We are presented this morning with this opportunity to come before the Lord, the God the Father, and to hear his word, and to hear the truth of his word. And you know, I tell you, we have, as, as ministers, as we, we've got a huge responsibility to speak the truth of God's word. And when we, when we receive Christ, this is the great thing. We, we're born again into the body. We, we become kings and priests unto our God. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We've become joint heirs with him. We're blessed with spiritual blessings in every in, in, in heavenly places. We're with, in right standing before God the Father. So it's so much, so many things that takes place when you give your heart to Christ. It's a phenomenal thing. But it's understanding 
and is imbuing and is taking what he has done for us and having that, that, under, that revelation. But as we have all of this, guess what? The enemy is at the door, ready to pounce because he recognized that he can't stop you from giving your heart to Christ. Because remember, your will is what, obviously, you make, you make that decision. But he can't stop your will. He can influence it, but he can't stop you from giving your heart to Jesus. But the moment you and I give your hearts to Jesus, the Bible says that we enter into a spiritual warfare, you know. We enter into battle. And it's, this battle is not against flesh or blood, but it's against spirits that have been assigned principalities, the Bible calls it, powers, the rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And then we have to begin to understand what God has given to us in, as tools, as weaponry, as armory to fight against the enemy. But then, naturally speaking, life goes on. Different thing goes on. And then sometimes, he, you know, the, where the enemy uses the cares of this life to distract us, to stop us from going on, back on course and to take what is sacred, our walk with the Lord, for granted. And when we start to take our walk for granted, this is the downhill spiral of the Christian. Because from that moment, it, will, it won't end up at the right place. And what we're going to be looking at today are things to help us. Because we all need a service. Every, every car goes in for a service every year. We need a spiritual service to check ourselves, to help us, to help us to make sure that we're in the truth and that our hearts are in line with God's word. You know, just before we actually go into that, I was just thinking also about Judas Iscariot, he had the choice to actually follow the Lord and not to betray, you know. He had the choice, but he chose to betray the master. He chose that. We have that choice today to honor our God, to spend time with him to really hold that which is sacred, that which is precious. The Bible says that God is a jealous God. He is very jealous of our relationship. This is why he says, I am the Lord, your God. You shall have no other gods before me. Where at times there are things that come before him and this and we put it as the idol, and we idolize it, and we hold on to it as a sacred thing. For some, it might be money. For some, it might be cars. 
For some, it might be their jobs. For some, it might be, I don't know, their phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, these days, these days, one time we went to the restaurant, man, I mean, and we, we, we saw some people, because we, we tried to do this as a, as a discipline, as a family, not to be on our phones. <laughs> and when you, at times, when, when there's nothing going on, people are on their phones, on their phones, holding onto the phone and looking on it like it's, they're, they're, they're addicted. And then if, oh no, my battery's dead, they're sad. It's like, oh my goodness, you can have conversation. <laughs> but that's an idol. Football is an idol. Music is an idol. There's many idols. But he says, I am the Lord your God. And there's no other. And at times, we need to recognize that. As I said, Judas made his choice and he had to go to his own place. It's so sobering. It's so, when I was studying, I said, boy, this is sobering, man, because it makes you evaluate your life. And it helps you to see what is really vital. Because all these things that we see around us, everything, all these things, we're not taking them with us, you know. But the, the reality is sometimes we, we behave like we're going to take all these things. We're going to take everything with us. There was, a, someone sent me a WhatsApp and it was a picture of this man. Um, I, th I think, I think, don't quote me, but he was in, from Nigeria. And he bought, he had a, his, you know, like the Hummer. He had a Hummer in his, his grave. He had all of his money stashed inside the Hummer. And his grave was there. And naturally speaking, you know, people will just go and take the Hummer and take everything. <laughs> this is all gone. But he thought he can take those things with him. It's all gone. The Bible says that it's appointed unto man once to die. And afterwards, the judgment. We heard the word this morning that the Lord's coming back soon. He's coming back soon. And one of the things that we have to do, we have to make sure that we are fully ready and this is tied into that word so we thank the lord for that so the first thing that i have here that i believe is really vital in helping us to guard what is precious to us which is our walk of the lord it's really precious i have to emphasize that so precious you know the song that says, Lord, you are more precious than silver. That one. God is precious. Our relationship is sacred. And we have to treat it as such. And that first point that I have here is this. Daily, we must thank God for the gift of salvation and delivering us from the clutches of Satan. 
in the book of Psalms 18, verse 46. It says, the Lord liveth, blessed be the rock of my salvation. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. And then in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14, he has delivered us from the powers of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption or we have forgiveness through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. What Jesus done on the cross, we have no idea the strain, the stress that Jesus went through, the mental torture that our Lord and Savior Jesus went through. It was excruciating. It was horrific. Let's start from the, the garden. Right from the garden when he was praying, he was experiencing mental torture. Remember, he was up all night. And you know, like when, we, when we, we're tired, we are fatigued, right? When I, my, my real first time of experiencing this was when Caleb came, and then we had to stay up throughout the whole night, the whole day and stuff. You know, it was my first experience of really being truly fatigued. And then I was a bit ratty towards Mel, and um, that was fatigue. But that's nothing compared to our, what our Lord went through. Our Lord was so tired, but yet he was praying and saying, Father, if it is, you know, if, it, if you can let this cup pass, let it pass, but not my will, your will be done. The Bible says, like how he was sweating drops of blood. Apparently, this condition is called hermatosis. Hamatrosis. It's when hamatrosis is when the blood comes out of the pores and you're sweating blood. You're not even sweating water. But yet he was sweating because of the stress that he was going through. Could you imagine? He was going to be separated from God the Father. Because his relationship was precious. His communion was sweet. But it was about to be severed because of sin. The Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there would be no remission or forgiveness of sins. And so he had to pay that price and take upon the weight of the sin of humanity, not just of you, of two people, you know, of humanity. He took the weight upon him. And then he goes, the Bible says like how he was mocked. You know, like when people cuss you and say bad words against you. He was mocked. He was beaten. Apparently, when the, when, when the Roman soldiers beat, 
They don't just like give you a little clap here and there. They beat you to pulp. To they make sure they can see blood coming out of you. He was beaten, bruised, battered for us. Just because he wants to show his love for us and, and set us free from the powers of darkness. We haven't finished. He was whipped. And I'm not talking about these little, little here you go. <laughs> no, it was a proper. These whips apparently had some kind of like um, teeth in them. And it had, a lever, it had teeth on, placed upon leather. So that when it's launched into the back, it would rip the back and cause pieces of flesh to be removed from the back. And his back was like hung over, like, so he couldn't like try and move away. His hands was tied. He was, he was tied there. And he'd done that for you and I. He'd done that for you and I. We've not finished yet. He had a crown of thorns, a crown of thorns placed upon his head the crown of thorns that goes into the into on his head obviously that's going to trouble the nerves the ner now i don't one or two of you here have had sciatica sciatica i'm sure mel you can testify of the pain that you experienced and i'm sure maybe maybe one or two other of you here have experienced that type of pain. But when you place something like that on the, on the skull, the nerves are affected severely. But he experienced that for us. And then he had to take his cross. I don't know how much 165 grams um, kilograms is, is is equivalent to like in terms of weight or but he had to carry something as heavy as that he had to take that cross so that he can go to Golgotha and actually then be hung for you and I then he was hung on the cross and nailed his feet was nailed. His hands were nailed. And then he hung. He could hardly breathe. He'd done that for you and I so that we can have this relationship because of his love for us. And on top of all that, he was humiliated, he was naked. For all to see. Because in there, the enemy thought he had the victory. But we thank God he didn't. What Jesus done for us. I mean, to be honest, I, right there, there's many points that I'll need to go through. But right there is enough to us to say, 
Thank you, Lord. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. I am, this is why I understand why Paul the Apostle says, I'm a, I'm a bond servant, a bond servant. I'm a bond servant for the master. We are indebted to the Lord, you know. My goodness. We, there is no amount of money or possessions that we could ever give back to repay. Nothing. Nothing. We are indebted to the master. And because we're indebted to him, we have a duty to see to it that our relationship is treasured. That we take the time out to spend time with him, have communion with him, and express our love and gratitude and thankfulness. You know, Easter, it shouldn't just be one occasion for the Easter, you know. Every day should be Easter. To express our gratitude and to remember what he done. I know we do it through communion, but unfortunately sometimes we don't really get it. The, the weight of what he went through, the true weight of what he, what he went through for us, So, with that, I want us to, because my time is almost up, I want us to really just stand at this time, and I want us to express thanks to the Lord, because God has done so much for us. I want us to raise our hands. You don't need to worship team. You don't need to come. It's okay. Just raise your hands to the Lord. And I want you to just thank him and bless him and praise him for what he had done. For God sending his son Jesus to pay the price. Raise your hands high. Don't be ashamed. Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Raise your hands unto the Lord. Those of you who are not doing that, raise your hands to him. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. Lord, we want to honor you today and reverence you Father, you are here in this place and we want to glorify you and say that you are great and mighty and strong. Oh, Father, we are so appreciative. Lord, we are your slaves. And this morning, as we come before you, Lord, we want to acknowledge, Lord, Father, our weakness father we are nothing without you oh god we cry to you this morning father thanking you 
oh God, we come with hearts of thankfulness to you. And Lord, we pray that you will help us to have further revelation of what you have done through your son, Jesus. Oh God, we pray that you, oh Lord, that you will speak to our hearts more and more. I commit, Lord, your people into your hands, those online, those here. We pray for more strength, Father, in encouraging us in our walk with you, our precious one. Lord, I commit everyone into your hands and I thank you in the name 